in my head, I was just like, no, I'm done with football. Like, I, and then when Tui finally moved in, he into South Jordan, he kind of, um, he was kind of the guy that, like, he almost like forced me, you know, like, he was just like, so I, he had me, he told me like, all right, we're going to start working out and then you're going to, you're going to get ready to go to snow. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to Vail Media's Now You Know podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you and welcome. Our podcast is all about uh, highlighting and sharing stories that inspire. um, And the stories all come from people who are making an impact in the world, but more importantly, our local Utah community. Every single person that we have on the show has ties to Utah and uh, and that's what we're all, all about. So once you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and take a look back at all the other episodes that we've done. We've had awesome people from the athletics world, people who are doing things in professional sports, in the business world, um, teachers, authors. We have them all, and they're all making uh, an impact, And again, in our Utah community. All right, so on our show today, we have... NFL standout star Lothar Lille, who currently plays for the Buffalo Bills out of New York. And even though Star spent uh, his younger childhood years out being born and raised out in Tonga, he spent most of his life growing up uh, here in our beautiful state of Utah. Um, and even though he got started playing football a little bit later than boys typically do, um, he straight away was, was a standout and one of the highest recruited uh, players, if not the highest recruited player, um, of, uh, his age group. Um, my, my favorite thing about star and my favorite thing about this interview, um, has a lot to do with humility star. Like, um, and and we talk about this in the interview and, and, and you'll hear about it. Um, but there's just a, a humble vibe, like where he's just in his own lane and he's doing his own thing. And, uh, and won't bother anybody. He just uh, takes care of, uh, of business, uh, of what's right in front of him. And that's kind of a difficult thing to do, especially when there's a lot of notoriety uh, around your name and, and what you're able to do. Um, and especially with a lot of uh, attention because you're in the spotlight. He's in the National Football League. And, and not only is he in the league, he's tearing it up and, and doing big things. Uh, so to to make the decision to kind of lead a life that's filled with humility is a difficult thing to do and it's a vibe throughout the whole interview i'm sure you'll find that um and that's that's my favorite thing about star lotulile as a person uh in in the many roles that he fulfills as a football player uh and even to the more important roles such as father and and husband uh and family man uh humility is something that kind of uh one, one of those things that you can't help but feel uh, through his spirit as, as he communicates his message and his story. Again, I'm talking too much. I want you to feel the same uh, spirit of humility for yourself. Uh, so let's jump into the interview with uh, Star Lotto Lele. Um, I was pretty active, like especially in Tonga. Uh, I didn't have, we didn't have a TV. I mean, we had a TV, but it was like one channel. It was, I remember it was channel three <laughs> and sometimes it was all static. Like, and then every once in a while, like some, some show would pop up, but I was young. I didn't understand what it was. So I was always outside. Um, we lived on the Liahona campus mm-hmm. in Tonga. So it was literally just like a row of houses. Everybody knew each other. Um, then the school, Liahona high school was right in the middle of the campus. So we lived literally just on the outskirts of just right around the school um and it was it was i i, I remember i was always outside and i was and i was never in the house <clears throat> kind of different from what I, I am now now i never leave my house but <laughs> when i was a little kid i was never home i was always on I was, I, my parents bought me a bike i remember they came to america and they came back with with a bike for me that was probably one of the best days of my life i, I can remember that's one of the, my most like vivid memories of my childhood in Tonga was them bringing me a bike from america and i never stopped riding it i was outside i would always go to my friend's house i had a like a fijian friend i had yeah. a balangi friend and then i had like a couple tonga friends and i had a couple cousins that were still in the in the in, on the campus so that was pretty much all i was doing was i was outside all the time playing we all had played together with there was a bunch of kids in, in the neighborhood so 
that's that's all I was doing. I was always out, just hawa, and then yeah, nighttime came, then I would come home, you know, and yeah. there's like no problems about it because my, my yeah. mom, I mean, my mom would send me to the store, like the little grocery store, to buy buy uh, like bread and stuff like that, and butter and milk and stuff like that. She would help me ride my bike, like yeah. no matter what time it was. Sometimes that's it would cool. be at night. She would just send me out, and I'd go out. But I was real active as a little kid. When you, because I know that you guys moved to Utah when you were about eight or nine years old, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Did that, like, behavior of kind of always being active and hanging yeah. out with friends until as long as you can, did that kind of continue? Or? Uh, when we first moved to Utah, it did because I, we, we lived in Salt Lake at first for, I don't know how long, a couple months we stayed in Salt Lake in, in Glendale with my, my dad's parents. Uh -huh. um, so w while I was there, we lived right by all of my first cousins, so we were always playing, we were always outside, and then... When my family finally moved into our own spot, it was we it was in Provo. So when we moved to Provo, I didn't really know anyone, so it was just me and I was always with it was me and my siblings, me and my sisters. I have uh, seven sisters, so and then my little brother, were he was still real young, so we're about five years apart. So he was he was still like a little baby, pretty much. So um, I was always with my pretty much just my siblings yeah. growing up. Um, I heard I heard in in. Uh the interview you did on uh, Lonnie Hola's podcast um, did uh, you played football one year, and then you like when you're right when you moved to Utah, it sounded like right. Yeah, yeah. Um, for um, West West uh, Little League, yeah. for West Little League, because we were staying in Salt Lake, and I had an auntie. Uh, her son Sonny was playing for um, for West. Yeah, it was my dad's uh, younger brother's son. Uh -huh. Um, and she came and um, she asked my mom if, because I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going yeah. to school. I was just at, at, at my grandpa grandma's house all day. And she came and she asked my my mom if I if I could, if she'd let me come play football. Yeah. And my mom really, my mom knew what football was because my mom, she went to high school out here yeah. um, in Utah. And her brother, her, uh, her brothers played football. So she knew what football was. And at first she was a little hesitant at first because yeah. I, I, you know, I, was, I didn't know what football was. I just, yeah. but I was, she knew I was real active. So. You know, she she was she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then she threw me in there. I played for, I think I played maybe three games before we moved. And our family ended up moving to Provo, so mm -hmm. it wasn't very long. Um, and then I never played football again till, uh, man, for a while I didn't play again till pretty much eighth grade, going into my freshman year. That it's was the, the, yeah, that was yeah. the next time I played football. And that was out in Orem. Yeah, in Orem. Orem yeah, area. in Orem. So I played for. Um, Oak Canyon, Oak Canyon Junior High. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, from there. So it was like freshman year. Dude, sorry. So I I have two directions that I want to go, and they're kind of so maybe one will be more of a tangent than the other. But, um, first question is like, cause uh, if we kind of even peek into the future, like uh, you're you're eventually gonna be this highly touted athlete, one of the top prospects coming out of Utah in, in a few years. Um, but like at that eighth or ninth grade uh, time that you're playing or even when you played earlier, yeah. did you, like how early did you know that you were pretty good at, at this naturally? Or did it not come until high school and, and things kind of started coming together? Because um, yeah. I, I would think, you know I mean? There's kids that like might've been annoyed, right? That they've right. been playing eight years old, yeah. nine years old, 10 years. And then this kid just comes and like thing where was it a supernatural thing right at the beginning, even at those early stages, despite the gap or did it come together later? Yeah, no, it was, I feel like I was better when I first played. So when I, when I first played at, at West, it was still fresh. So all I, all I knew to do was like run fast and hit and find the ball. That was, so it was, it was fun. That's what I did. And I feel like it was still fresh. So I feel like I was better at that age. And then I did, so I did do like a, one of the Utah football camps. Um, so after I stopped playing football, I didn't play for a long time. I think I might've been maybe like three years later. I was probably like 11, maybe 12, went mm -hmm. to a Utah football camp. That was the first time playing in a long time since West. So my aunt in West Valley, um, uh, you might know her <clears throat> or your family probably know her, but it's my, my, one of my other dad, my dad's other brothers, his wife, um, her son was going to the to the camp, so um, and then pretty much all my first cousins were going. But I was over there at his house, but 
we were just there. Like I, I was just there to hang out and just happened yeah, to be there. Like my family drove down from Provo to come visit, and we always stayed at their house whenever we came down. It was in West Valley, um, and um, so we were always there. We were like we were there to hang out whenever we would visit Salt Lake. And I was just kicking it in the front yard, and then all the boys started getting into the van, like they're loading up to go to the football camp. And I was just sitting there because I don't, I, I wasn't playing. I was the only one who wasn't playing. And then my aunt looked and saw me. She was like, "Hey, do you want to go?" And I was like, uh, "I was like, all right, sure." Yeah. And then we, I ended up going, and then I got, I got an MVP at that camp, at that Utah football camp. Um, and then after That's that, after not playing, for yeah, a few after years, not just... playing for a while, after after leaving West. So and then I went to that football camp, and then I got MVP over there. Um, at that point, were you thinking like, "Dude, I'm pretty good at this." Like, like, cause like, I can say I can remember at like ten years old, I was telling myself I'm going to the NFL. Like, <laughs> yeah, like my coach was probably like, "Oh, buddy, you're going to Jordan High School." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. But, but like, but I just think like, yeah, you know what I mean, at least the dreamer in me yeah. at ten years old was like, but like, I don't, you know what I mean, I don't, I can't imagine going to a thing and being MVP and yeah no at that at that moment like at that camp I remember I was just having fun like it that camp was just really fun for me I, I met some du- some new some new guys that I've never met before they're all from Salt Lake um there's funny, I was dude. really the only dude they probably from, were secretly upset at you like, <laughs> this dude showed up out of nowhere just at his cousin's house yeah he, so I remember because it was me and uh there's a kid named Kenny Kenny Kafusi uh-huh. he was uh he was another one that I know me, Kenny, yeah, yeah so me and him got the MVPs for that camp that was the first time I ever met him um and then, uh, like, we were the same age, so uh, if in our age group, we got that. And then that was, like, my first time really getting exposure to, like, football, football. Like, I didn't really – ever since the when I first played at, uh, for West Little League. And just to answer your question, like, at that time, uh, as a kid, I can remember I was just having fun. Like, like football was just fun at that time, especially at that camp. You know, it was, like I said, it was running. It was hitting. I wasn't worried about conditioning. I, you know, I, was, I wasn't worried about how hard I was breathing. I was just having fun because I was there. Man, I didn't even have cleats. I remember I was wearing um, some Shaq, some Shaq shoes. Dude, this is like a ESPN 30 for 30, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, I didn't have cleats, so I didn't have no equipment. So, But they ran out equipment over there at the camp, so they gave me a bunch of stuff that I wore. I, was, I think I was wearing like a maybe a East or like a East High jersey or something like that. And then I remember I had no cleats, so I was just wearing basketball shoes, some Shaq basketball shoes. Um yeah, and it was just fun. That's all I remember about it was that I was having fun. Um, was your was your parents in the loop? Like, no, nah, well they they didn't come because they didn't really care about. They football. They just thought it was you guys. Were going yeah, to the park they thought, yeah, they thought we were like, just going like. Steli, uh, my aunt's name Steli, and she was just like she just asked my mom. She's like, "Is it okay if he goes?" And my mom's like, "Yeah, sure." My parents they were pretty like as long as I was with family, they yeah. they weren't really too strict about it. So, and they my my parents really, especially my dad, he didn't really t- care too much. About, about me playing football um, really until like 10th grade where he really was like, okay, yeah, you can start playing. But yeah, at that time to me, I was, I was just a kid having fun. So was it, was it in high school then where, where you kind of realized that you potentially have a, a better shot than most? Yeah, at, probably at as far as, um, you know, going D1, I felt like I could, I, I, I had a good chance of going D1, not, it wasn't even until I got my very first offer that was from BYU. BYU gave me my first, very first full-ride scholarship. That was, and that wasn't until my senior year in high school. So after my junior year, I didn't have any offers, just letters. You know, yeah. I was getting a lot of letters, but my first offer didn't come until um, Brandon Doman came to Bingham and watched us work out. And then, um, yeah, so the offer came after he watched us work out. So after he watched us work out, run running around and all that stuff, then he. You know, he he told me that <clears throat> he was gonna offer. They were gonna offer me a full ride, and yeah. then I was like, okay, I can go to college. But the thought of playing pro still wasn't in my head. It was just, bro, oh, I, I can go to college. That's funny, dude, because we're the same age, pretty much. And I remember uh, the, across the valley that we were thinking, like, man, Star's probably gonna go pro, man. Like, <laughs> so you're thinking that when uh, maybe we saw sim- something similar to what yeah, Brandon Doman saw. But, dude, I'm wondering about, like, uh, this is, again, another tangent that we can kind of come back to the story. Like, what's your personal opinion on uh, when someone should start playing? I know you have two boys, and and, um, and this is kind of more, like, I, I don't have any sons yet. Yeah. I have a nephew who's named after me, so he's kind of my son by yeah. proxy for now. And, um, and so, like, um, 
I'm thinking about like this is kind of advice to parents, right? But mm-hmm. coming from someone who's kind of come up to, to yeah. uh, being a really good athlete from from a young age, there's like maybe two schools of thought in one, like start them as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And then there's one who's like, because we even have another mutual friend in LT. He didn't start yeah. playing till later too. And he right. played division one ball yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And my dumb head was playing in like eight years old, nine years old. <laughs> 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 but like uh, but like and, and, and even as a parent now like you know what I mean because yeah. that's all just like annoying like I just wish I was faster than I was or whatever and could dance or something like that but like <laughs> um, but as a parent like now I'm looking at like even former players who played in the league with like you know what I mean all these random studies about head injuries and stuff like mm-hmm. that so now those things that I never cared about are now into consideration yeah. or I take into consideration um, but I still want, I still love the sport. Yeah. I still love the game. You know what I mean? It would be awesome to see, yeah. you know what I mean, some of my blood come up and, and excel. Uh, not that I'll be one of those guys trying to live my dream through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, given your your story, your background, what would you recommend and why would you recommend on, in, as, as it relates to specifically the sport because it's a physical yeah. sport? Um, do you need to start playing early or would you – and maybe what would you do uh, yeah, for your boys? It's it's tough. Um, I understand both sides of this um, because you know I've seen it. Um, so after after I kind of took off with football in high school and all that, got to college, my little brother started coming up. So when I was in high school, he just barely started playing little league. So like I said, we're like five years apart. Um, so he, me, and him are kind of two pretty good examples of 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 this of the question that you just asked because um he doesn't he hasn't talked about this and and um you know the two of us we really don't do a whole lot of talking but um so he you not a lot of people know his his stories you know he he went he went to the Denver Broncos and then he he retired he called it he called it he called his career and he you know he just kind of hung it up he was done with football um that's one of the sides to one of the one of the I don't want to say effects or you no know, bad things because he had like a really good career he was a better football player than I was than I am um and he would have been better than me if he had stuck with it but um I think my brother was burnt out you know, my brother was burnt out when it came to football um, because he started playing from eight years old all the every single year all the way through division through division one. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a lot of kids do that. You know, a lot of kids do that. But for you know, for, for what I can what I say, I can understand both sides is because I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen a kid get burned out. You know, and mm. even though he had the talent, my brother was a really good football player. Uh, like I said, um, he would have been better than me. Um, but he was burned out. My brother was burned out by it. He lost. He lost his passion for the game, um, and I think it had a lot to do with him having to play it just his whole life. His whole life revolved around the game of football. Um, whereas myself, I didn't start playing until end of my eighth grade year, freshman year, and you know, I and I still sometimes I'm like, dang man, I've been playing for a while. So I can see where somebody who plays since they're little. Of course, there's a greater chance of them getting hurt if they're playing for a lot longer. Um, and then I have a sister who um, – I have two older sisters who kind of – they're doing – one's started playing at a young age. They're, they're boys of the sa- exact same age, a couple months apart. One's been playing since since they, he was allowed to play tackle football, and one hasn't played tackle football yet. So in that, in that example – my, they're both super competitive. They're both really athletic. And they're both very talented. Um, so with that example, it's kind of a it's it's, it's a good good. So my 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 nephew who's been playing. Um, I mean, he's an animal. He's a beast. Um, and then, but I can also say that my nephew that hasn't played tackle football yet, he's also athletic, and I can tell he's going to have a good a good football. He's going to be pretty good at football when he starts playing. So, mm. I mean, I I feel like it's it's pretty much just personal preference I, I can't tell somebody no don't do that yeah. for me um I think I'm gonna wait when it comes to my sons I'm gonna wait um just have them enjoy being a kid I'm not I don't want to put too much pressure on them yeah. to be 
because it's a little different from my kids. Their their dad went to the NFL. Their dad played Division One football. Their dad was All American and this and that. Um, so I don't want I want them to have fun playing sports. That's what I want them to do. I don't want them to think that they you know put that stress on them that they have to live up to something that you know I don't even I, I don't care if they if they do. They don't have to play sports at all if they don't want to. Um, they have to go to school though. That's that's the biggest. That's what's most most important. <clears throat> even though it wasn't such a huge priority for me, mm-hmm. um, that's the biggest priority for me. From for my kids is I want them to be. A, I want their 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 health. I want their mental health, their physical health. That's the top priority. So, I mean, if my kids never want to play sports, I won't have a problem with that. Yeah, I um, it's interesting. I talked to. Uh, uh, Reno, you, you know Reno. Yeah, yes. Reno. And Reno, we had Reno and Sunny here in his room actually, and and uh, and they talked about that too. Just like, cause you know, what I mean, two superstar athletes, and then yeah. and their kids. I was exactly. like, how do you manage expectations? Yeah. Cause even if they're not holding expectations, right? Like, kind of like you right. know, the neighbors are like, everyone hey, else is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. look at like you know, what I mean? starting that. You know what I mean? And and that could uh, be number one, be really annoying, right? Yeah, but exactly. But um. You know, what are you doing? And they were the same attitude. They're like, it's whatever. If they, yeah. And they even tell a story where, like, there's one summer and someone was at, like, band camp, someone was at, like, yeah. other camps, yeah. like, and nothing had to do with sports. And they just, and that was their life. And they yeah. loved it. And, and, uh, and I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. I wonder about that, too, because, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, well, as it kind of goes back to, and, and we'll come back. I, I know I'm on all these tangents, but, like, um, when you talk about burnout, um, that number one, that's an interesting aspect to think about, right? Because mm-hmm. I think people more think about like, um, that's just not considered, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you just uh, didn't you gotta have work it in hard, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Work, like work, 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 like, work. Or yeah. someone was just better than you, mm-hmm. and you're just mad. But like, burnout could be just like a real thing. And and yeah. I, and I've I have I've met your brother a few times, and I he you're right, he kind of followed highly touted excellent player naturally gifted um so then the question to me is um and it's a personal question um how do you stay in love with the game then because i because this isn't even an aspect that i think most people think about right yeah most people are like dude you're getting paid to go right. play a game and like that's arrogant to think that right and you're just kind of thinking about yourself but like um it's been cool to have a few friends in the league and, and yeah. know that this is a real thing mm-hmm. that like that eight, nine year old kid that won the the thing and how it's just so fun. Yeah. Being the MVP of that yeah. little camp. You know what I mean? Part of that doesn't exist at, at a level where it right. kind of becomes your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, what do you, what do you do to stay in love with the game to keep you going? Yeah. Um, I think for me, when you, when you've put so much effort into doing what you do. So for me, I'm a professional athlete, I'm a professional football player, and I've put so much time into getting to where I am. Um, even though, like you said, you may not have that, sometimes that um, that little kid, like I'm out here playing football, I'm just having fun. Now that you're getting paid for it, and now that it's a business, now that it's your job each and every day of the year, um, to, an assert, to like a certain extent, you have love for the game. You can't, you can't possibly be a professional athlete, in my opinion. This is my opinion. You can't be like so great at something, get to get to the the top level of whatever field you're in without having a certain love for what you're doing. Whether it's the actual, for like for me, whether it's the actual game, like Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, whether it's that, whether it's the preparation that you you love, like the preparation of getting your body ready, getting your mind ready. Um, preparing mentally and physically for a game each and every week. Some guys love that part of the game of, of, of being, you know, a professional mm-hmm. athlete. There's, there's something about the game that you love. Cause if you had absolutely zero love for what you're doing, I, I don't see how you can stay. Um, you can do it at a high level. Like to me, this is, like I said, this is my opinion. I don't see how you can honestly do that at a high level without, some kind of passion for what you're doing. So um, for me, that passion has always been my family. You know, my passion has always been as a man, I, I that's how, this is how I was raised is my job is to take care of my wife and take care of my kids. And so that love for, 
for my for my family, for my wife, for my kids, for my parents, for my siblings, being able to provi- um, help them if they need help. Um, but providing for my wife and my kids has always been the driving factor behind what I do. Yeah. It, it's it's always been enough. It's been more than enough to to push me to to do what I need to do in order to provide. And you know, and like I said, I still have that that love for playing. Like I, even though it may not be like man, I'm just out here running around. I don't get tired. I get tired now. You know, I'm, a, I'm old. I'm an old man now. So uh, I'm an old man in football, in football years. So, I mean, um, I turned 32 at the end of this year. And, you know, in, in football, that's, that's, that's old, you know. So, um, but, you know, there's still parts about the game that I love. You know, I, I love um, the preparation. I love, um, you know, preparing and then, you know, when the season starts, you get to reap the rewards of the work that you put in. I love yeah. seeing that. Like, I love seeing that. I love putting my body through, um, you know, there's always, like, those new fads, like workouts, diets, yeah. this and that. See what works, see what doesn't. And then just reaping the rewards when, when the season starts. And um, and then you get paid. Like, I'm like I'm literally, like, uh, like you said, we're getting paid to play football. You know, uh, to me, the money outweighs, like, any negative part of the game that, that, that can honestly come up. It's not a perfect game. There's, the business is yeah. not perfect. There's a lot of things that I wish weren't the way it was, but I mean, to play football, to go to, to go to work, you know, as, as going and playing football for two and a half hours every day, yeah. like, I can do that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have any problem doing that. And then on Sundays or Mondays or whenever it is, it's maybe three and a half hours or whatever. And then, yeah. And you get paid to do that, man. That's it's still fun. Like yeah. you're still loving that. So that's cool, man. I, it's pretty inspiring to hear how you how you use your family to drive you to continue to to show up and deliver it the way that you do. Um, how do you? Um, and going back to the second part of what we talked about earlier about uh, your you and your bringing up your kids. In sports, how how do you and in your I know your wife's family is super athletic too. Yeah, uh, she's an excellent athlete herself. But like, how do you guys raise the raise your children while managing expectations, right? Because like, right. and maybe not even the outer expectations, but like, you know what I mean? Maybe just like, if I if I if my dad was in the NFL, I'd be like, dang dude, I gotta be in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean? How do you guys uh, from a parental standpoint? Yeah. Uh, raise your kids um, so it's it's pretty much the you don't have like what we tell them is you, you guys don't have to play sports but if you do under, we just try to tell them you have to understand what comes with it there's mm-hmm. a lot of like like you're talking about like we've talked about is the expectations because of um, who you are but then again um, our own expectations from our children because we know what they're capable of mm-hmm. so if they do decide to play sports like I'm gonna push them like they, that's what I tell them. Like, you don't have to play. Like, it's your decision. You don't have yeah. to play, but understand that if you do make the decision to play, when when the when the right age comes, because if they're when they're still young, I'm just let them have fun. Yeah. They can play sports. They can go have fun with their cousins, friends, and all that. But when they get to an age that, all right, it's time to get down to business, then they need to understand what comes with that, and that's gonna be me and their mom pushing them to be the absolute best that they can be. Yeah. So there, there's that. It's just kind of giving them that option of you don't have to play, but understand that if you do, the expectations of you you need to understand what's going to be expected of you because me and their mom, we know what they're capable of because, like you said, um, my wife, she, she plays some sports too, and so we know what they're capable of. Um, so just give them that choice and we just give them that kind of that, just try to balance it. It's just a, yeah. For us, it's just a matter of balance and and then, um, you know, always go and talk to my dad every once in a while, and he gives me some good advice on yeah. when I'm having a little trouble with my kids. So <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, that 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 might be a perfect segue into um, another type of question, um, and this maybe in some ways is reflective, but like I will go into to some of this. But you you have a super successful uh, high school career. Um, again, one of the top prospects coming out of Utah. That was my age group, and then um, so many offers. Uh, and then there, I know that you went to Snow. You end up at Utah, and and then eventually go uh, pro. Um, but 
as we kind of look back on that, and, and I know you just mentioned your dad. I'm not sure if he is, and if, if you know, I mean, you'll bring him up here. But like, uh, who were some of the people that um, were had the most impact on on that journey? And, and I'm talking even the the times where it was rough, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we could go into that. But like, and and I'm I ask this for people that are, you know, what I mean, if I, I'm I'm looking for mentors, like a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. But like. Um, I don't care about like how popular that word is, but just who are the people to, how do I identify someone that will support me and push me through yeah. when it's hard? So first of all, who was that for you um, and why Why do they stand out to you in terms of making an impact and pushing you to be yeah. successful? Um, so after high school, um, after high school, I actually sat out a year. So I sat out a year, didn't play football. Um, I, I I wanted to be done with football. Um, I didn't because, like you said, I went to snow, so I, I didn't – my school wasn't very good in high school for me. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't – I didn't do very good in the academic side. So um, when I found out that I wasn't going to make it to BYU after I had signed and committed to them, you know, I was real disappointed. I was I was let I, – I felt like I let everybody down, especially my family. Um, so I just quit. I was like, I'm, all right, I'm done with football. I'm going to go work, find a job, do, do something. Um, so then I got a job, and I was working – and I was working as a mover, um, furniture mover, um, and I was, man, I just hated it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like it at all, man. I just, I, I hated it. It was just long hours, you know. Woke up early, and then sometimes wouldn't come back until almost midnight. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. Um, so then, um, LT, his dad, um, Tui. Yeah. Um, he was the one who actually he came in and um, they they moved to South Jordan um, before LT started going to Bingham, um, and he he kind of was the guy that kind of because my parents you know of course when it comes to people who always support you and who are always there um, no matter what my mom and dad were always number one um, my mom and dad and my sisters and my brother they were always number one um, they wanted the best for me you know they want my mom and dad were pretty sad when I, they when I quit. They, they were trying to convince me, you know, they kept trying to tell me, like, no, go to Snow. And then I got a scholarship from Snow and a scholarship from Eastern Arizona. And they're saying, just go to one. Pick one and go there and see what happens. Like, you, you, you never know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you – no, but in my head I was just like, no, I'm done with football. Like, I – and then when Tui finally moved in, he – into South Jordan, he kind of um, – he was kind of the guy that, like, he almost, like, forced me. You know? yeah. He was just like – so I, he had me. He told me like, "All right, we're gonna start working out, and then you're gonna you're gonna get ready to go to snow." And then uh, so that's that's pretty much what happened. Like I, I I quit my job like on the spot the night that he told talked to me. He just he was like, "Call your job, tell him you quit. We're gonna start working out." So I called him. I feel bad because it was like a family furniture furniture store, and I didn't give him like the two week notice. Like I just <laughs> quit on, that night. I was like, "Damn, sorry." <laughs> so I didn't show back up. But then um, you know from that point. Um, I was pretty out of shape, all that. Um, Tui was kind of the guy that kind of pushed me um, physically. He was like the guy to get me ready to go and play football again at Snow College. Yeah. Um, but like I said, as far as like the the, the very first people that I you know that that showed me like hard work and like inspired me was you know my mom and dad of course. My dad was a when we first moved here, he was finishing school and he had a job. So he was going to BYU and then he was working here in Salt Lake while we were living in Orm. So he was commuting. He would go to school and then he'd commute to Salt Lake City. He worked in the church office building. And then he'd go sleep at um, in West Valley at my aunt and my uncle's house that I, I was talking about earlier. He'd go stay there. Um, and then he'd come home later on in the week. And my mom was working at the Timpanogos Temple at the time. Um, so they were both always working, always gone um, when we were growing up. So kind of, and then um, also my sister who played volleyball. I had an older sister. Her name's Galo. She played volleyball in high school. Um, and that was the first time I ever really saw, um, you know, people always talk about what you do, what what kind of work you do when no one's watching. And that was kind of like the very first person that showed me how to work on your craft away from the sport. So she played volleyball, and she worked so hard in high school. Like she's that was probably she was the first person that I ever saw um when it comes to showing like I said working on your stuff away from practice away from the team where no one's watching 
she was in our garage. She bought herself a, a workout set. She had like the ankle weights. She would be jump roping. She'd go to the school, run around the track, all that stuff. Did all that stuff. So that was seeing her growing up. She would always let. She would always. She was like. She was always cool enough to take me with her. Like yeah. she, even though I was like the annoying little brother, she was always cool enough to take me with her and just watch. Like I would just literally would go with her and just watch. So that was kind of something cool that, you know, an aspect of where I learned about what it takes if you want to be, you know, if you want to be great at what you do. That's cool, man. Um, I'm wondering, like, uh, it's inspiring to hear that, and I I like that. Like, I'm the oldest in my family, right? So, like, anytime I hear, like, an example or someone I can learn from in terms of me bringing up the younger siblings, that's cool. Um, That work ethic that it seems like, you know I mean, um, she had is, uh, I know, crucial in the role to be successful really in anything, not yeah. just not just sports. Um, which brings me to this question. And again, this is kind of a tangent question. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding all these in as, as they come. But like, um, what's your personal opinion? Well, and I, and I want to know where, where that work ethic came from. Like, you know what I mean? For, for your sister and yourself, is that something that your parents... Um, like instilled in you guys early on. How how are you doing that type of thing? Um, and then my less important question is the nature versus nurture thing in terms of athletes, right? Mm-hmm. So, but maybe let's talk about like work ethic. Um, as it seems like that was something that kind of just naturally flowed in your family. Is it just kind of a gene that you that the Lotto Lele family has, or mm-hmm. is it? Uh, was it taught like formally or just seeing like dang my pops is driving all the way from one county to the next yeah um where where does work ethic where did you guys learn that yeah from? i think it, i think it's both um like i said growing up uh, my parents were always working um they were gone a lot when we were growing up but luckily my oldest sisters they were already in high school like junior and senior in high school um so they were able to just watch us take care of us and all that but yeah just I didn't notice it at, at the time. I just thought, oh, they're at work again. But then getting older, you know, you, you realize, man, my parents were never home because they were always yeah. at work. My dad, my, they worked so hard. Um, and then also, even though they, my, my dad and my mom were always working, I feel like we never missed a family home evening growing up. Every cool. Monday, we were always there having family home evening. And that's where my dad would kind of teach us that. My dad always told us, if you're going to do something, do it the right way that's what he would always tell us growing up um so i mean he just yeah i'd say both you know them teaching us and then them both leading by example and then my older siblings also following suit in that because my older sisters they were all really good in 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 school they worked hard in school they did really good in school and then gala was like the first sister she's like my fourth sister she was the only sister that started playing sports because my other sisters they they were already by the time we moved here from Tonga, they were senior, junior. Mm-hmm. So she was in junior high, and she was the first one who actually started playing sports. And then to see that with her, and then, like I said, her actually being willing to take me around like the little brother. And then, you know, her just, just watching her, just watching her work, um, doing the stuff that she did. That's that's where I, you know, I pulled from when I was when yeah. I reached that age, going into junior and senior year in high school. You know, I was always, I, I, I would go do extra I go run I do my own lifting and stuff like that just because of what I've seen so I think it's both it's kind of my parents teaching but also the example that they they led by that's cool man like um, that's cool that she did that for you and and like I I, I'm thinking really in terms of me raising my children right like and I hope that I can foster that type of culture that you know I mean because like my kids take after me they're going to be wondering where the nearest McDonald's is <laughs> and like is it realistic to walk there from our house or not like, is it going to be worth it like, like how long will we walk from there like you know what I mean so yeah. maybe a different mindset I want them to be raised <laughs> yeah, McDonald's is, McDonald's is the spot man <laughs> but um, but uh, here again to the to maybe the more like less important question but like What's your, and it's personal opinion, yeah. right? Nature versus nurture. Yeah. And I'll, I'm always interested to ask uh, athletes who are deemed naturally gifted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in, um, and I think you certainly qualify as that, right? Like, uh, um, 
in in terms of raising athletes, and I think this kind of will probably even you can pull out into other aspects of life too, not just yeah. sports. But uh, but nature versus nurture, and I'm curious to what you've seen. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like, in fact, we even kind of mentioned one of a, a mutual friend that we've had, or or no, you know what I mean? Who, you know what I mean? Had developed a, a skill set before before we started recording this. But like, um, nature versus nurture, to make it to the pros. You know what I mean? What What's your opinion uh, in terms of do you do you gotta have all talent or a little bit of talent or can you work really hard and make it? Um, what's your personal opinion given the unique perspective that you have? Yeah. Um, oh man, that's that's tough. Um, I think when it comes to sports and athletics. Um, Man, this is that's this is a good this is a tough question. Um, okay, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. When it comes to sports, uh, I think hard work only takes you so far, and that's just me being 100 percent honest. Um, I'm not saying you can't make it in sports if you're not gifted naturally, as as gifted naturally, um, but it's gonna be a lot harder. Like yeah. it's just going to be a lot harder. Um, you're going to have to probably go the route of walking on. You're going to have to. That's that's yeah. probably good. That, but I've but some of the best players that I've come across have been like walk-ons at, at their college and stuff like that. Like JJ Watt. Yeah, he was a walk-on at, in college. So he's he's now he's one of the best defensive players ever to play the game of football. So there's an example there. But I think in terms of making it. Um, the percentage wise, if we're talking, if you're trying yeah. to talk like like percentage wise, I think it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be a lot tougher. You're just gonna have to take the harder route. Yeah, that, that's that, that's what it is. That not, I'm not saying you can't make it. You're gonna have to. It's just gonna be the harder way. I think um, those who are naturally gifted are always gonna stand out. Yeah, and that's just the, the that's just the facts of it. When mm-hmm. you're when you're naturally gifted, the, the scouts D one professional. They're gonna see it, you know. Yeah. They're gonna see it, whether you have size. If you're so, say if you got a big guy, um, who's not maybe you have a so you have so say you have like a three hundred pounder in high school, um, who's probably not in the best shape, but you see that he can run, he can jump, he can he can do you know he he can move his three hundred pounds, like he shouldn't be able to do that, you know. Th- yeah. th- those kind of guys are gonna get. L- taken more times than the guy who's you know he might be 300 pounds but he's a little stiff he's a you know he's a little um you can tell he's not as gifted physically when it comes to athletics and stuff like that but again it's not saying i'm not saying you can't make it you're just gonna have to take the harder route and i think that when you're gifted naturally and then you have a work ethic on top of it that's like yeah like it's pretty you're like you're set bar injuries you know staying away from injuries we're talking specifically like athletics here that's cool yeah so that's that's just my opinion i'm I'm trying to be honest i asked reno the same thing and he said pretty much the same thing yeah and you know he's he's like a jokester so he's pretty much this you can go back and listen to it if you're listening now because i don't want to quote him and then you go back and like (laughs) well you freaking liar dude like yeah so it's all in podcasts i'm from what i remember though he was pretty much saying I think one thing he said, he was like, hard work can get you anything, like, you know what I mean? But, like, the guys that are talented yeah, just kind of already have a head start. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? just, it's, it's like, specifically speaking for sports, yeah. it's, it's just tough to, to over... Like, if you're battling somebody yeah. for a spot who has to just flat out has more talent than you and yeah. is just physically more gifted, the hard work, like I said, it only yeah. can only get you so far. When like he didn't say this, but this is kind of what it made me think when he said it. Yeah. Was like, if you want if you want to pay the price of hard work, go ahead. But in my mind, I felt like at some point you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Like, you know what I mean? If you wanna be the the five ten guy, like going to you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want do you want that chip on your shoulder yeah. and you gotta be banging heads with these dudes right. that and you gotta be working like harder Reno, than that. Yeah, yeah like you know he, what I mean? he was physically like he was an athlete. Yeah, he was short, He's always been shorter. Yeah, but like I said, that's like he was, he's kind of a bad example because he was he was like a he was like 
super talented, yeah. like all Utah and all that yeah. stuff. So, but then he's like just short, and yeah. then he went to the league. So he's yeah. he's not a good example of. <laughs> he's a he's a guy who has talent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that's what he was kind of talking about because he was he even alluded to the fact that like it's almost you should have talent. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna shoot for the pros, you know what I mean. At least have a little bit of talent, and well, and I think even like as you were talking, like uh, the professionals know what they're doing too. Like, and I know that we're kind of going off topic, but like, I, uh, you know, what I mean the the scouts and stuff, they know what they're looking yeah. for, right? Like, I remember being like so defensive over my buddy in high school who like got cut from the basketball team because mm-hmm. he's a really good player, yeah, uh, in terms of high school level, right? But like, me and my brothers and stuff had his back. And the dude that they picked over him, yeah. he wasn't, like, a better basketball player, but dude was, like, 6'8". Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just had all yeah. the measurables, and that's where a coach could think. And I thought, like, and I've, like, changed. Like, even now that I'm an adult, I'm like, yeah, pretty clearly I would have picked yeah. that dude. <laughs> like, like, that dude's a short guy. He all those short ballies. Like, but that tall guy, yeah. let's, let's get him. Like, I don't care if he doesn't six, have a eight, jump shot. Yeah. At least 6'8". Yeah. We're playing basketball. I pick you, like... And so that kind of, I felt like I needed to shift my mindset and just like, it wasn't, you know what I mean? The coaches know what they're doing too. And so, yeah. Anyways, man, if we go back to your journey and, and, um, I, I'm not even kidding, man. They should do like some, your, your story is pretty inspiring. Cause like, um, you, you go to snow, well, you're not sure you're going to play. You go to snow, you red shirt your second year, I believe. Yeah. You go, um, to Utah and Utah was already a, a stacked squad, and so there's yeah. even like um, where we had some mutual friends. Where I know Silver, yeah, Silver you worked yeah. right along Silver, and and uh, and then you know what I mean, continued your way to the pros, and along the way, uh, got married, had a family, yeah. um, and now you start with Carolina. You're over in New York now. Um, when when uh, when you look at like sports and football, um, like uh, what, what do you think the most important lesson? Uh, what what's the most important lesson, or one of the most important lessons that football has taught you, or or this journey in sports? Um, yeah. And like a, like a life lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think just perseverance for my for my story uh, for my experience with football and how you know the, the quitting and then picking it back up and then you know it's just perseverance it's um things don't always go your way you're gonna have everybody's gonna have their own kind of speed bumps along the road but um you know I've always uh, I'm grateful that I've kept the right people around me um who kind of pushed me back onto you know the, that's you know straight and narrow um so it's um you know from for me personally it's been just um just perseverance like just sticking sticking things out um even though um things may not be going the way that you 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 want them to go um at like right now point in time um just perseverance that's that's probably been my my biggest thing throughout my whole journey of playing and not playing and getting to the pros that's cool, man. A similar question to that um, is: uh, how, how do you want um, your kids to remember you? You mean hmm. for for you mean potent, like hypothetically speaking? Let's say uh, something freaky happens, and, yeah. and and you know we're not promised tomorrow. So something freaky happens, and and in uh, your life up to today, how would you want your kids? What's What's one of the things that you would want to make sure that they remembered about their dad? Yeah, the only the only thing I care that my kids remember, I, I would want them to remember if, like you said, something happened, is just that their dad worked hard to provide for them and that their dad loved them. That's all I care about. Um, you forget the football, forget all the accolades. I don't I don't care if they remember any of that, but because what I remember from my dad is that he he worked hard, he provided what he could for for myself, my siblings, and my mom. And we had a really comfortable life growing up um, through all he did. And um, so for my kids, that's all I want them to remember me is that I love them and that everything I did was for them. And that's it. Like, no matter if I'm hard on them or when I'm when we're having 
you know, even if I'm disciplining them, being hard on them, I want them to know that everything that I'm doing is for them and for when they get older. And my parents used to tell me this all the time. When you get older, you understand. It's the same thing with my kids. So, uh, I could, like I said, I could care less if they remember anything about going to football games and all that. But just knowing that everything I've done is for them. That's awesome, man. Um, again, kind of just following the same train of thought, like how important and, and again, like I asked this question for, you know, maybe someone wanting to start a business and, yeah. and looking for support, right? Because mm-hmm. like, or or maybe it is an up and coming athlete who, you know what I mean, wants to hustle and make yeah. it to you know the next level if it's D1 or pro or whatever. But anyone that's kind of setting a goal to do something hard, um, I think... I think about support and mm-hmm. how sometimes you're going to feel like you're alone. Yeah. Uh, how important has your wife been in, in your journey in, especially in those times where yeah. it's felt vulnerable and, and, and alone. Yeah. She's been huge, man. She's, um, I mean, she's, it, it, it's been, I think my whole, I think my wife is more ready for me to retire than, than anyone else just because throughout our whole Life, our whole life has been football. It's been me gone for a certain amount of time, especially in college. You know, it's waking up at five and then you got football, you got school, you got study hall, and then you, I'm coming home at like nine, ten at night. So for her, she's been taking care of the kids mm-hmm. for pretty much their whole lives, um, especially my oldest daughter who's going to be 12 this year. So, I mean, she's been that. She's been almost like a single mother whenever yeah. football season comes around it's just my wife she's she takes care of like pretty much everything uh everything that's not football that's what my wife's doing so um she's been i mean like i said i don't i can't really put into words and explain what she's done for our family she's she's really like the the foundation like the she's the rock of the family because she's she really takes care of everything so that i don't have to i really don't have to worry about anything other than going doing football when season when season's going it's it's football I'm I'm taking care of football and taking care of my body and you know providing and then she's doing like everything else pretty much so she's she's been huge man and then even when we were at snow um she was uh she was always like a she was always um I don't know she was she's always been like she's always just been like a good example as far as um you know she works hard she she works hard in school um she works hard when it comes to our kids she's always running around so just she's always been an inspiration to um everything that i do so um she's she's just been like the the biggest support and then like just our whole career is just without her i, I don't think any of it would have been it would have been possible to 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 do dang dude that's powerful man that i'm glad you shared that like um you know what I mean? Because I think, I mean, a lot of times, like, you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know what I mean, our wives or, or you know what I mean, someone behind the scenes who's like yeah. the unsung hero, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so that's uh, pretty profound in, in you sharing that. Um, let's go over, um, let me check on time. We'll, we'll, we should be wrapping up here pretty quick. Um, but uh, I want to go over, again, maybe less, like, deep stuff but like um 2020 2020 was an interesting year yeah. and um it's an interesting year for the world and that's yeah. kind of a cool thing like that everyone can relate to a year because yeah. sometimes you say something and you're like oh I remember the yeah. whatever and people are like I don't remember that yeah whatever. it's gonna be one of those years man yeah that was your anniversary <laughs> not my anniversary <laughs> for real yeah for real but 2020 is kind of maybe a a universal you know what I mean year that everyone can pinpoint and be like yeah, I remember that year. That yeah. year was crazy. This sucked. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, and every every industry seemed to be impacted, including yeah. professional sports. Um, and uh, and so the NFL season, despite like having some dramas as to whether it was going to happen or mm-hmm. not, because other things didn't go down, um, kind of last minute, at least from a fan's perspective, yeah. all of a sudden kind of came together yeah. as a thing. But there was an option. For players to to yeah. take the year off, it was kind of a drama year, um, and you took that option. Yeah. What was uh, some of the reason uh, behind it? If you don't, if you feel yeah. Comfortable sharing? Um, so, pretty much, it was just wanting to make sure that everything at home was safe, was good. Like I couldn't, 
I, my mentally I wouldn't be able to go do football, be away, because I would I would have left my family back home. I would have left them here, and then I would have went to New York um, by myself. And um, I couldn't be like mentally I couldn't wrap my mind around being able to go to work, go to football, be across the country from my family, and then if something happens, just not being able to just be there, like. Like it was just, it was, a, it was just, it was an easy decision for me because it was like, um, thinking because that was my mentality. That was, I don't want there to be a what if, and then because I'm all the way across the country, I can't do anything about it. And so for me, it was just like, no, I'm my family. I'm gonna be with my family. And that was just, that was just, that was it. Like I didn't, like the risk of everything that was going on, the uncertainty of everything. There wasn't really a whole lot of information out at that moment yeah. um, about what was going on, as far other than it's a whatever it's a the infection and all that, the the corona and all that. So that was that was the, the main thing was I want to be if anything was to happen, I want to be there. Like I'm not gonna, I wasn't willing to take that risk as far as being away from my family and then something happening. So that yeah. was it. Dude, it's pretty clear to me, at least in this conversation and and as we've kind of like been around each other growing up and stuff yeah. like it's it's always been pretty clear to me and and I think if someone's just hearing you for the first time on this like the the church you're you're a family man that's a family holds a high priority and uh and for someone who's you know what I mean like in air quotes high profile right mm-hmm. like is uh being a professional athlete even from a young age you know what I mean it was kind of uh maybe this Expectation that was slowly brewing yeah. about like, hey, this person is going to be this type of athlete mm-hmm. and has this type of future. But what's interesting about you is that you're a family man, which is, um, I guess that's not un- totally uncommon. But then you're kind of a private dude. Yeah. Like uh, you keep yeah. you keep to yourself and and your uh, you keep your circle small. I, I've heard you say in another interview. Um, which is an interesting dynamic, right? Because yeah. a lot of times you'll get like like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, if if the spotlight's on on s- some people, yeah. you know what I mean. That it's like uh, almost as much as the money. Like, right. like you know what I mean? Like right. it's like there's love like it. a lot yeah. of yeah, like I, I love yeah. yeah. They kind of love the attention yeah. and 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 thrive yeah. Uh, in in being in the spotlight, and you're kind of like the exception to the rule because it's like, hey, here's this dude who kind of on paper is showing up like he's showing up on paper and yeah. and everything that we're expecting mm-hmm. he's meeting these expectations but still you're a private dude and you just yeah. kind of keep to yourself um what what would you say the reason that is is that just kind of a naturally how you've always been or is there more of a method behind the madness um so like like i said football has been such a big part of my life ever since i started at utah you could pretty much just google and find out everything about my life so um, for me, it was wanting to protect myself and my family, my wife, my kids, um, not wanting to just put all my business out there. So I don't have social media. Uh, I mean, I have Snapchat, but that's like, nobody knows my name on there other than, you know, like my <laughs> cousins and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, you're not going to find me on there unless I tell you who I am. So, um, yeah, I don't have, that's the only thing I have other than that. Um, so it's just like, um, like people can literally Google my name, find out how much money I make, how much where I'm from, like what my wife's name is, what my kid's name is. They can they can do that. They can find that out. So it's me wanting to, other than things that I can't control, it's me wanting to protect myself and my wife and my kids is to keep all of that. And it's nobody's business. Like I want to keep all of that out of everybody's. Like don't worry about me and my family. Like that's just, like you can know, they're going to know whatever that, that they have on the internet about me. So yeah. to me, that's enough. Like I don't, I don't want my my personal business out there like that. So it's just a just a way for myself to just protect myself and my wife and my kids. And that's pretty much exactly what it is. Oh man, I, I think and it makes sense. And I think it goes along with like the the vibe that that, that you put out because um, I think you know, I mean at least that's 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 my read, right? Like I think yeah. when when in my interaction with you and even being around you, it's uh that there's more important things to you, you know what I mean? And, and which is, 
I think to make that decision, mm-hmm. given the circumstance that you're in, is really hard. Yeah. Like, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot of people that, that might change a little yeah. bit. Might, they might start walking with a little bit more of a limp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like start wearing more yeah. colorful clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let your chest like, hair hang out it. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, um, that's why I've been growing my chest hair. I'm actually just waiting for the, waiting for that opportunity. Waiting for the opportunity to, to, to it out, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> but um, and that's why you and LT just walked right past me and no. Dude, was on blast. But uh. But for anyone who's listening to this, um, my chest hair is ready. <laughs> Just let them know, man. <laughs> it's ready Just to go. Just give me the opportunity, man. I'm ready to Uncle Rico this, dude. Like, Heck yeah. But um, no, man. But I, I think the, the lesson to me is that I think like uh, in you making that decision, which is difficult, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know what I mean? Like I... And, and it's like a noble decision. I think it's a decision that everyone like uh, likes to think that they would make, mm-hmm. right? But you're not sure if everybody would make, you know what yeah. I mean? And like like me, even as a parent, right? Like I want the best for my kids, right? Like I want them to be successful and I want them to learn all the principles of success and apply yeah. and live them. Um, but not at the expense of yeah. losing what's really most important, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and you know what I mean so if, if my daughters were to be you know what I mean super successful in whatever they yeah. chose um, I would want that only if they could still make the decisions that right. matter the most and, yep. and to me um, I think you making that decision is an indicator that you're living that type of life which is uh, kudos to you man I'll wrap this up I think we're at, at about an hour now but like um, um when you look back at your journey in in everything, like being raised in the islands, coming over here, kind of being an active child, being a highly recruited athlete in, in high school, going the college experience and into the pros, um, what are what are you most grateful for as as you kind of look back and reflect on on your journey to to where you're at today? Um, man, there's a lot, there's a lot, um, you know, the credit always goes to, you know, Heavenly Father, um, especially growing up in the church, um, being raised in the church, it's, and then, um, you know, I just feel throughout my life, it's, I, I've, I've, I've been, on, I've grown to be like a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason, um, and that, you know, God has a plan, so, um, just having the right people around me at the at at the moments like like you asked like the moments where it got tough the moments where I felt like man like I I quit I gave up having the right people around me I'm I'm truly grateful for that my parents my sisters my siblings my wife um, my cousins um, just having those right people around me and then having been raised the right way um, it's just something that. I think saved my life really um so yeah that's that's it dude um i want to sneak in one more question if you're okay with that um just because i I feel like it it maybe it just continues that same vibe a little bit but like um what's a what's a lesson that you learned early on Mm -hmm. like as as a young boy that you reflect on still as an adult so you're you're an adult now you're kind of living on top of the world, yeah. living the dream that a lot of young boys are are dreaming about. But what's a lesson that you learned early that you still reflect on in your life and that lesson still rings true? Um, man. When I was young, um, I probably, I, I, just, I just didn't know it, know, know it at, the, at those the certain moments of my life where I thought, like, man like life sucks like like some of those moments um and then even some moments where you know life was going good but like i said um is that i i i'm a firm believer now um that everything happens for a reason 
like everything in my life happened. Who knows if I would have been here if I did qualify and I end up at BYU, you know, like I feel like, like I look back on that and then I just, I'm grateful. Like I'm just grateful for everything, everything positive and negative that's happened to me in my life. You know, having my daughter at a young age, it changed me. Like it, it changed who I was on the, it changed me from the road that I was heading down. Um, and so I, I'm just grateful for everything that I've been through in my life. Um, so it's just um, being a firm believer in that now is that no matter what I went through, uh, I believe that it's all part of it's all part of the plan. So I'm just very grateful for all that. Dude, last question, and yeah. I just thought of it as you were as you were speaking that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these last questions are always reflective and kind of like reviewing yeah. and looking back on your life and your family. Um, but what has been the most or one of the most important changes that you have made? Um, I think the life-changing decision that I made was to actually go to snow. I mean, I, there's so many um, ripples that came from the decision to go to, go to snow other than, um, I, you know, I met my wife there. Um, we had our daughter, we were at snow, um, and then just my whole career came from snow and then Utah offered me out of snow ended up at Utah did my thing over there and then I am where I am today but um, I think that was the biggest decision was like I said was um, when you asked me that question earlier was the perseverance was actually making the decision to go to snow college and to keep going with whatever journey that I was on at what the journey that I was on at the time so you know whatever journey people are on you know you never know what what's waiting for you on the other side so I mean just that perseverance and the decision to actually go you know it changed my life so just keep going yep dude ladies and gentlemen uh star Lotto LA man thanks for coming <laughs> no thank you for having me man appreciate it <laughs>